the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. I slept in a closet in Cape Cod, <laughs> drunk. Sandra Golden. I hope they kept the receipt, because yeah. they're all coming back, and they're going to be in discounted at TJ Maxx. Rusty Menzel. They didn't have that when I was playing travel softball in February. That's why I was 50 pounds heavier. And Drew Butler. Cam probably put his hands on him like, little man, make a smart decision. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Thursday. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden. Two hours, two hours hours. of uh, Sports Talk Radio and a bunch of other things going on. It's Leap Day today, February 29th, Leap Day. According to the folks on V103, where I just did my segment, uh, women are supposed to ask men out on Leap Day. Which I guess means like take a leap or a leap of faith. Oh, I like that. I guess that's what it is. So take care of your man. Or if you've been thinking about asking a dude out, I guess leap day is the day. When to you do were it. younger and single, did you like that approach from ladies? I don't like, think I, I don't. Steaky. I don't think we grew up in an era where that happened too often. Did you right? have a Sadie Hawkins like at school when the Not girls really. asked? Not really. Not did really. Did y'all? Yeah, all the boys in the back. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, I was just talking about this on the other station. Like the men, I mean, listen, it, men have all the advantages for sure. Like we know that, right? Just watch Mad Men. You'll figure it out. So, um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, men had it easy for a long time. However, the thing about asking girls out and like we grew up in a disco era. So me and my buddies like walking into a discotheque and there's like four girls and you just like walk over like, hey, you want to dance? And yeah, they're like, yeah. no. And then that walk back when your buddies are all just laughing at you, right? Right, right, Or like right. going to Confetti's. You remember Confetti's? Oh, my goodness, Do you remember yes. that place? Do you remember or the Limelight Disco Kroger? Lo- or, oh uh, God, or living oh. in, or going to Lauderdale yeah. and going to like the Candy Room mm-hmm. or whatever those places. Like, it's, you know, men, men put themselves out there. Boys, men, whatever. It is. There's nothing scarier. Even like camp socials. You gotta walk across the rec hall. <laughs> you gotta walk out to you wanna, oh, that's you so wanna cute. dance. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so stressful. Right. So stressful. Anyway, talking about stressful, I didn't mention this in the pre-show meeting. Very stressful moment in the Shapiro house last night. Okay. Unbelievable drama of the of the highest level. I get a call from Kimberly. My daughter's going away on a uh, on a trip with her school and they're packing and there's a, there's a lot of commotion at the house. Um, you need to come downstairs. I was like, oh, boy. You, you don't want to hear that from, from the wife. Okay. You need to come downstairs. I was like, yeah, I'll be right down there. Me and Bobby, we were uh, watching some sports documentaries. No, you need to come now. As I'm headed down, she, she says to me, um, we have a problem in the living room. I just want you to be ready for it. Rocco <gasps> goes in the back, grabs a possum, oh, and no. brings him and delivers him. Right smack in the middle of our living room, oh, and let no. me tell you, they were freaking. You want to you want to see a sixteen year old girl lose her mind? This friggin' possum is sitting, <laughs> dude. It's all all hell breaks loose. And again, here's the thing with a possum: you don't know if they're playing possum and they're alive, mm-hmm. or if he really just <laughs> took them out. Right, right, right. So, like, there's one thing you don't want to see. Especially a Jewish man who's not, you know. Like, I want to hear how you got it out. So, dude, it was such a freak session. And they're so nasty looking. And it's right in the middle of the living room. And, bro, like everybody scatters. And then Stakey has to handle it. Give me a box! <laughs> Give me a box! So like, we don't have a box! Oh, Get a box! Was it Get big? a box! Was it yeah, big? it's huge. Oh, I, I, no. I get photos. Like I'll show you. It's a mama possum. Oh, oh dude, no. it was crazy. So... I go downstairs to where we have all this storage. It's like all this 790 zone stuff in these big plastic uh, containers. Yeah. Right? That, believe me, it's all this, like, when we, when we sold the radio station, I had boxes and boxes and boxes of videos. And I dump everything, get this huge plastic box. I slap it on top of it and just slide the possum. you got to slide it. But it's so nasty because the thing's been beaten up, right? So you imagine what's on the floor right oh, there. Oh, no. And then... <laughs> Dude, it was just, it, it, it's just not what you want to see oh. at 8.45 p.m. in your living room. Like a, like, And then, of course, I get the possum outside, and you can see that sucker wasn't dead. That sucker was alive. That's and with good. His, good. Good. Because, good. Possums, be- do you know how possums are so good for the environment and they're natural scavengers? Really? They are what eats ticks. 
They are what Listen, eats I, ticks I and rattlesnakes and I everything. Was, the only thing I was glad about is that I don't, so once I put them on the patio, if he's if he's dead, then I got to go deal with that a few hours later of petting them in a plastic. Yeah, because Rocco's going to go find it and or, eat yeah, it. Yeah, so you could see. Once he got outside, you see those eyelids yeah, open. Yeah, he's you see a that, cigarette. And, he's like, and then he's Ooh. just like, see you later. Out the door. Good luck, so, Yeah. But it's just, and Rocco doesn't know what's going on because we're looking at him like, bro, you can't be bringing that. But that's a sign that Rocco really loves you. You know, that's a sign from pets when they want to show you their uh, finds. By the way, if Dude, I could be a fly that house, on that wall. That house was, we were losing our, I mean, they. My, my, and then, and then I'm gonna like, need to see video. I go, and you I started talking to Nola. I was like, Nola, what happened? I don't want to think about what just happened. I'm going <laughs> to pretend it never happened. I don't want to speak on that. Like something like <laughs> traumatic. Like oh. she'll be at a shrink's couch. Oh, but anyway, that's not the first time that he's brought a possum back into the house. And uh, so anyway, you'd be proud of me. I, 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 I am. I, I moved, cannot believe you I didn't call 911. I got that kind is of what a, I thought you were I got say. kind of a kid. No, I mean, you got to get. Here's what I'm relieved. What if the possum like wakes up and is in the house? Like I had this that vision. possum wasn't waking up in the it house. He knew right. exactly he knew. what he was doing. All right, so yeah. that was my he's, drama last night. He's out night. back smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, that was my nine at nine. That was the big story. That so. is the big story. Oh. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Right in living room. Oh, my it's God. Animal. That is so funny. So upsetting. Yeah, man. so take care of possums, y'all. They're good. They kill ticks, okay. and it's a big deal. Take care um, of them. Don't look at the box scores, in my opinion for spring training. That's what I've been told my whole life. Go look at the video of A.J. Smith-Shawver yesterday and a 99-mile-an-hour, like, split uh, slider that's moving all over the place. I showed it to Steak this morning. Yeah, and he's got great stuff. Doesn't mean he's a great pitcher. And, I mean, he's taken... Listen, it's it's fascinating because he was the big name at last spring training. Von Grissom was the big name at last spring training. We've already talked about Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka. Do you remember how big the Mike Soroka story was last spring oh training about, like, you know, his 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 road back? So, like, you know, A.J. Smith-Sharp is not a big story now, um, and his stuff looked pretty good, but he still wasn't a, wasn't a perfect outing. Right. And, again, we'll talk to Grant McCauley about what are – uh, what what is the fifth starter look like, and what are the the things to watch that matter? It's certainly not scores, right? right? I want to know if they can't broke today. Who's in the five spot? Who yeah. are they getting in? Good God, am I hearing so much about Chris Sale? Yeah, from Chris Sale. Was, well, he was awesome on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, Michael Harris, by the way, four hundred thirty foot home run out of the ballpark yesterday in Clearwater, second home run of the spring. Uh, Braves got a split squad today, and today, y'all, is the first day you can watch the games. They're streaming on Braves.com, AtlantaBraves.com. You can watch the whole thing. That is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you just get online and for free, you can watch yeah. the games. You can watch them. So you're yeah. sitting at your you know, desk or you're driving. Well, don't watch it while you're driving. You can certainly listen to it on the stream. So that's awesome. Yeah, MLB.com has it slash Braves, but AtlantaBraves.com, you get it going. I'm super Very pumped cool. about that. Hawks are in Brooklyn tonight, 7.30 tip. Our pregame begins at 7. Yeah, most interesting Hawks games, I think, in a couple of years. I'm not even kidding. If, if they can play well without Trey Young, I believe Trey Young will be moved. I don't think there's any question. You said it. I credited you yesterday. Not that it was that complicated, but I always like to give kudos when you're just like, it's broken. It's not working. So what? how's that? Like, it's a very simple statement. They're never coming back next year with the same team. Right. And that doesn't mean they're going to cut Sadiq Bay. That means either Trey Young is gone or DeJounte and multiple players are gone. Because it's not working. They're eight games under 500. Now, I watched the other night. I talked about it yesterday. There's great ball movement. There's activity. They're playing defensively. They're holding folks to 100 points. So these next four weeks will determine the the fate of Trey Young in Atlanta. I wholeheartedly believe that. Brooklyn, two games. And then I'm, I'll be there next Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden. Yes. As they take on so the Knicks. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see that team that I watched the other night. And this isn't trade bashing. This is reality, man. They, they got a big decision to make. So, uh, a couple other things. Last night. Uh, what's our guy's name at Tennessee? Day Day. That kid is ridiculous. They beat Auburn. Um, what was, Dalton Connect. Yeah. What they beat Auburn? What was that final? Uh, beat him by 10 80, or something? Uh, yeah, uh, beat him by 8. Okay. Which one of you said Tennessee is your sleeper? That was me. Okay. Yeah, yeah I said South Carolina would be the Ooh, sleeper like out of the Tennessee them. is the best chance of a national championship out of the SEC. Better than Kentucky, better than Alabama, 
better than Florida, better than Auburn. Tennessee, who has never been to a Final Four. Is that true? Wow. Ever. Wow. History. So that's oh. Ernie Grunfeld and Bernard King. That's all the Bruce Pearl teams. That's all these Rick Barnes teams. They've never been to a Final Four. They've only been to one Final Eight, and that was 2010. Big win. Also, LeBron, biggest comeback in his career. They're down 21 against the Clippers. He hits five threes at 39 years old, Dang. and they win last night. I watched the game. I was up. I was traumatized by the possum. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so I was up watching LeBron James as well. Combine, by the way, defensive linemen and linebackers are up first today. You're going to actually get to see them do their thing. I'm sure Rusty's already in front of his TV watching. So yeah. There you go. Well, he'll be spending a lot of time. He won't mm-hmm. see his kids for at least a week. When we come <laughs> back, uh, is there a leader in the clubhouse to brace fifth starter? And do the Bears want to get this Justin Fields thing done one way or another by the weekend, by the end of the weekend? We'll find out. It's the Steakhouse. It's the 9 o'clock hour. It's brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. We're coming back. Grant McCauley on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Stake Shapiro, Sandra Golden, 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life changing results. AdvancedHair.com. It's the Possum Show. It's also the Leap Day Show, February 29th. It's also a show we'll have Darren Ravel at 10 o'clock. He is the premier sports business writer in America. Also, very controversial figure. We'll ask him why he's always getting in beef with everybody. Yeah. Um, and I will ask about some of his most famous ones. Also, uh, a lot of conversation. I mean, a ton that Justin Fields will be an Atlanta Falcon by the weekend, by the end of the weekend. And um, I told you yesterday, Sandra, I believe we'll be driving on 7585 in July. We'll be looking at a billboard. It'll have Raheem Morris in that nice-looking black Falcons, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. pullover. Mm-hmm. And it'll be Justin Fields in a black Falcons jersey. And it's like, you know, coming home or something like Love that. It. You'll see the two of them. And I think we'll be sold out to the rafters for opening day. And I think hope will be restored. And Arthur Blank, the darkest hours, that blowout loss to New Orleans, the blowout loss to Chicago, the loss to Carolina, where it felt like the fan base had absolutely left. Mm-hmm. I think they'll all be back. And I think uh, we're both on board for it. I love it. Bring them on home. Did you see the video of Justin Fields in his kitchen? I guess yeah, you the, just showed it to the me. The agent put it out there, and you can hear him say, I'm going home. Yeah. And he's he's clearly excited. It's so going to be That's why I think the steam this morning on Twitter especially is it's happening. Yeah. So well, it's I feel like we're on, like, a headline watch for sure. I it could so. happen I immediately. I, yeah, I, I think um, the question is how much did we have to give up? And can we keep our eighth pick? Maybe we give up next year's number one. We shall. Whatever we shall it see. takes. You are a desperate franchise you know, to land the right quarterback. So whatever it if takes. If he is. Yeah, if he get is. Get it. Get it Listen, done. there's a lot of people watching for three years and said that's not the right quarterback. If Raheem Morris believes in him, I'll, I'm I'm in. If Terry Fano believes in him, then I'm in as well. So I saw what he did to the Falcons. Looked pretty good to me that I'll second say, to last week of this quite season. quite the resume builder. The opposite of. The Falcons is a team that has their team lined up as a contender, all the pieces, no fan um, uh, tentativeness at all. Uh, that's the Braves. Grant was just down there. He joins us, obviously, our Braves reporter. Safe to say, of all the years you've covered the Braves, maybe the least amount of stories coming out of uh, spring training that we've seen. Is that accurate? Yeah, certainly from a battle perspective. I talked to Brian Snitker. He was on From the Diamond with me this past week, and I asked him, I was like, in all your spring trainings, is this one of those where you feel like the most pieces are in place for you? And he said, yeah. I mean, there's still stuff to watch. I mean, you got, I think, the fifth starter battles won. I mean, maybe a spot in the bullpen. You want to round out your bench and just get an impression from some of the guys that you might need over the course of the season. But, no, I mean, there's not a lot of intrigue. You're not trying to figure out who's the starting this or that or the other. It's a great club that's coming back from a 2023 in which they very much feel like they left some stuff on the table. They got some things to prove, some unfinished business, as it were. Grant, if if camp breaks today, who's the fifth starter? 
I think that in the early going, they're intrigued enough by Reynaldo Lopez that he might get that shot. But fortunately for all of us, and maybe for Bryce Elder more specifically, camp doesn't break today. But I think that with Lopez coming in on a three-year deal, $10 million a year, he's a great bullpen piece. And at that price, he could end up playing a huge role for the Braves as it is. But the fact that he has this opportunity to start, something he hasn't done in a few years, I think they want to find out this spring training exactly what he has to offer. But I don't think that we're going to go in through, into and through a season where we're not going to use a bunch of different starting pitchers or see a bunch of different starting pitchers because last year showed us that, and so did the year before and the year before that. Yeah, no, so I, I'm, Alex, I'm interested. Alex comes on every year and, and says, we'll start 13 guys. I mean, there'll be 13 yeah. different right. starting yeah. pitchers. <laughs> right. And he tells you that in April. I mean, he knows he's been around. And, and you know, in an era with bullpen starts and that type of thing, of course a ton of guys are going to roll through there. I, to me what's so fascinating is the, the ebb and flow of a starting pitcher's career. And you just have mm-hmm. to look at Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, Mike Soroka, our buddy back in the day, Chris Medlin, guys. Like, you know – it, wait, wait, you can be at the absolute top of the food chain, and it can end. And when it does, boy, does it happen quickly. Whoever thought Kyle Wright would be moved the way he was or Soroka, who was the phenom. But that's the modern-day Major League starting situation. Yeah, I mean, and it can happen. And and I don't know that it's even unique to this particular era or generation. I mean, you go through a lot of starting pitchers. You go through a lot of pitchers in general. The turnover for a bullpen, I mean, think about how important the night shift was to the Braves in 2021 and how we felt like, what a group. I mean, they really put the club on their backs, pitched these through these huge innings, had all of these great performances, and were integral to the Braves winning that World Series. By the time you got to the end of the next season, I mean, that group had really started to scatter. And now you got A.J. Minter, and you got Tyler Matzik coming back, but the rest of that group has all since moved on, and now they're just kind of reloading and retooling. And I think that's true for the rotation as well. And that's Soroka, Cal Wright. I mean, these are all guys that – the Braves saw being a big part of their future, but sometimes plans just change, and injuries are a big reason why. What do you think you'll get from uh, our new left fielder this year? I think that the biggest thing that he's going to get is the opportunity to come in without the sky-high expectations of becoming the face of the franchise, because that's what the expectation was in Seattle. So he's got all the tools, as they say. I mean, he's a guy that he knows how to draw walks, the strikeouts have been a problem for him at the big league level, but if he can just normalize that a bit, get the hard hit rate up, get the ball in the air, which is something I think Kevin Seitzer and his group have done a really great job of really maximizing hitters' effectiveness in Atlanta. Snit talks about the environment that they have for hitting. I think that's going to benefit him. So if I were to just ballpark what would be a good season from him, 270 or above, 20, 25 home runs, 15 or so stolen bases, and he's a really good defender. I think he's going to fit right in with this club and with the expectations and the, the pressure perhaps off. Maybe this is the environment, the change scenery they always talk about that's going to kind of be an X factor. you got to get the 30% strikeout number down. That's an yeah. enormous yeah. number, and that doesn't work. Uh, how good did Chris Sale look the other day? I thought he looked terrific, and this is what the Braves were hoping that they would see is a guy that comes out there, fills up the strike zone with a great fastball and slider, but he's got some other, I think, really important pitches to his arsenal. He's not just a, a one- or two-trick pony, as they say, but he's he's a guy that's, you know, from his intensity level and the credibility that he brings is somebody who has been, you know, one of the Cy Young Award contenders, the Major League Strikeout leader, a World Series champion, and just the most intense competitor that you'll find. This is uh, the kind of first impression that you wanted to see. I, I hate to get too excited over two innings, but if you were looking for Chris Sale to come out and say, hey, I'm here, I'm healthy, and this is what it looks like, that first start went a long way for me. There was so much chatter even before he was on the mound, Grant. It's Grant McCauley, our Braves beat reporter here in the Steakhouse. I have never seen every single storyline as, wow, Chris Sale. What, what's he like? I think that when you talk to him and like the media availability, you just kind of gather around his locker and he had to answer all the questions about his health and then some about the trade and was he surprised and is he happy to be here and all those things. And you hear about the intensity, but I think he saves a lot of that for the field. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a impression of a guy that is genuinely quite happy in anything that he said and that you've read about him about coming to the Braves. He's thrilled to be here and to be part of this, to be part of a winner. I think it was a bit surprising for him to get traded, but that I think is kind of a, a tip to a tip of the cap to Alex Anthopoulos for identifying a trade target that maybe other teams weren't even thinking about and finding a way to get him in a Braves uniform. So 
I think that there's a quietness around in the clubhouse, a quiet confidence, if you will. But when he gets between those two white lines, I mean, Spencer Strider said it best, that guy, regardless of anything else, his number one priority is win. Feels like Spencer Strider's headed for a Cy Young at some mm-hmm. point in his career. No reason to think it couldn't be this year. No, I mean, there was reason to think it could have been last year. And I think save a couple of starts that might have – you know, changed the way a little bit of perception was about him because his ERA dumped up a little bit. I mean, you got a major league strikeout winner who won 20 games. A lot of years that's going to win a Cy Young. And now he goes into the offseason feeling like, okay, what can I add to my arsenal? Now he's playing around with a curveball. He's got a changeup that he doesn't throw a lot, but when he does, it's an ultra-effective pitch. And he's got two elite pitches with his fastball and slider. And when I talked to him down in spring training, he said, I'm not trying to get away from that one-two punch but finding other ways to give hitters something else to contend with. That could take him from a 280 strikeout pitcher to a 300 plus strikeout pitcher. And I could see that happening this year. Yeah, I would, I, I would lay down. I don't, I got to see the odds are I'd feel very comfortable laying some or getting, get, getting some odds. That's uh, Spencer's try to wins the Cy Young. Great stuff, Grant. Any updates on Northport's come a long way. How's it look? And it continues to evolve as a great spring training town. Yeah, you wouldn't know that storm blew through there last off season because they had that place all back together last year and, and certainly this year. I mean, the Rays were a little bit further away, and they had to go train at the Trop last year, and they're back in Port Charlotte. So I know the Braves are excited to have their neighbor back. But, yeah, they continue to develop that area. I think that as we look in five and ten years, it's going to be incredible to see what they've built all around that Braves spring training complex. It's a pretty fun spot. So if you get a chance to take a trip down there, I highly recommend it. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you down the line. You got it. All right. There you go. Braves conversation. And it's going to be very similar to that over the next few weeks trying to listen. No headlines coming out of Braves other than get up here. Let's get to Philadelphia on that opening week. And let's get let's get uh, down Please to business. Please God let Chris Sale be pitching against Bryce Harper. Well, that'd be fun, huh? That'd be awesome. Does he hit him? I don't think Chris Sale does. No, I don't think anybody hits him. But I don't know if it's Chris Sale's job to hit him. Feels it's somebody else. But it'll be fun. Regardless. It's Chris Sale's job to hit him. All right. I decided. I don't want to get hit by Chris Sale. I promise you that. That is nasty <laughs> stuff. Boys. When we come back, the interview process in picking your number one pick or picking your guy in the locker room. We're going to ask folks a simple question: Whether you're a boss that has been on the other end of absolutely bizarre interviews. Or have you been interviewed in the past? We talked to Bo. He says in five minutes he knows if I'm hiring this guy. Five minutes. Love to hear from bosses out there. The interview process, the lost art of getting a job when you're staring across a table from somebody. We'll do that next. Steak and Sandra, the Steakhouse, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. The show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know, I I love when when guys get in those rooms and they have the ability to get uncomfortable in those rooms and you're sitting there with the light on you with a bunch of people sitting around you don't know. I love to see when those guys' personality and they get really comfortable in those spaces, right? Because we're in uncomfortable environments all the time. That's our uh, general manager, Terry Fondo. Steak and Sandra, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Are you a boss that has had – oh, that was, was Raheem. Raheem. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was Raheem Morris uh, very clearly laying out um, what he loves about the interview process and why he thinks it's important and that it may be the most important element of the combine, especially if you're drafting quarterbacks or leaders for your team mm-hmm. high in the draft and to watch those guys. So one of the things we're asking – if you're somebody that has hired folks, and I am a firm believer that 30 years ago folks were way better at interviews or 25 years ago or 20 years ago. Why do you even say 10, that? Because young people just don't communicate the same way. They're super. I don't care if you're Bo hiring it as a GM at a restaurant or, you know, I'm over, you know, I ran radio stations and now I run another business. And it's it's just so different with young people now that they're so buried in their phone, they're so buried in communication that does not exist in person or on their phone, or I mean on their phone, like talking to people. And I just think I tell my kids all the time, you have an unbelievable advantage in this generation that if you are a great communicator, you're well ahead of most folks. Yeah, yeah. And I just see some really – and people used to walk into – this is what drives me crazy. With the intranet, 
Like when we interviewed 15, 20, 25, 30, you didn't have access to know everything about a company, right? Sure. Now you can literally walk in, have 10 great questions, research people, spend 36 minutes and walk in somewhere and be like, oh, how'd that thing happen in 2015? We decided to make this move. Or I love the fact that you guys, um, you know, uh, maybe it's a radio station. You know, you've had the rights to the Falcons for 10 years. What's happened like? Or what was it like working with? Like, it's all there. Yeah. And I've interviewed people like, dude. Like, the all-timer, you know, is when you're in sports talk radio and they go like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, it, it, you guys are the Brave station, right? Hey, that's adorable. No, that's actually WGST or that's the other station mm-hmm. or that's So they're like, not listening. They're not, they didn't not do listening. any homework at all. Yeah. Like, if you don't even know what teams are on that radio, I've had that happen with salespeople. Oh, yeah, aren't you guys, don't you have that midday show of so-and-so, so-and-so? Oh, you mean those jerk-offs that like to play uh, my voice on the radio because they're idiots and you don't realize we're not on the same station anymore? Yeah, no, that's not the station that we're on. Right. I actually don't have nice, you know, I don't want to make niceties. Like, you seriously don't know what our line I have seen that. I can't even tell you. We were talking about it because obviously the NFL Combine and the importance, and you could argue it's the most important. Because you might be the greatest athlete in the world. If you're going to disrupt what's going on inside that locker room, you are screwed. So um, I'm just fascinated by the interview process and kids these days, and not even kids, but adults. Like when you interview for a job, you know you nailed it. You know you got it. Your follow-up, there's etiquette. So the you've whole never thing. lost a job that you interviewed one, for. One, I, I, I interviewed for Headline News back in the day, and that was my one job I did not get. So, so what surprises me, which says a lot about your interpersonal skills, but most of our jobs in broadcasting, the tape is is what speaks. Mm-hmm. Here's my tape. Here's me in Tampa. Still, Here's me. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of times that interview, as you know from radio, you bring in several. You bring in a few. Yeah. Like you've got to go, like we're bringing you right, in. Right, so for you're, an it's you and a few other folks. Yeah. And your tape yeah. all's look, all look good because it's your highlights. Exactly. Bo, you said you know within five minutes. Is this in the restaurant business specifically yeah. or other ones? Yeah. And, yeah it, and I've hired hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, the way that a person presents himself and carries yes. himself, yes. you can tell if they're going to be a fit for your business or not. The The rest of the interview is really just about experience, and I could care less about somebody having experience because I am great at developing and training. Right. You know, Great but, point. You, you yeah. know, that's the movement a lot of restaurants had to take. Us. They, they lost 10 million people in the industry. They're like, be honest, be hardworking. I'll teach you that this is not complicated. Right. Right. Like, I'll train you. Just be honest. Um, you know, well-groomed, good person. We'll figure everything else out. Did you hear Mike Johnson tell about when he was just at the Combine and interviewed? He changed out of his tracksuit into something like a polo and dress pants. You know, Matt Ryan did a suit and tie. Do you remember that? I don't, but that, he told, he said Mike Tomlin's like, man, you present yourself really well and, you know, dress how you want to be treated. That's one of those things my mother taught me when I was 13 years old. Like, dress how you want to be treated Follow up with a note. Uh, you know, know your stuff before you go in. The other thing that's happening, stake, and I, I bet you get this as well, all of you guys. I will have girlfriends or friends or dads say, "Hey, my uh, daughter would love to get into what you're doing. Would you mind calling her?" Yeah, no. I and I go, um, "I would love to chat with her, but rule number one: you have to teach them to, you know, it's going to be they'll be nervous, but they need to pick up the phone." Yeah, I've never heard that. Oh, I hear that call? so often. No, I hear. Mind, here's her number. She's going to reach her? out. Hey, so-and-so reached out yeah. to you. I Which like, I love. Yeah, I, it's I, fine. I, but my point to them also, I tell Sophie, you, you, she's trying to get a job in Athens. Uh, and I was like, I reached out to her three weeks ago. I was like, guess mm-hmm. what? You're not high on that list. Mm-mm. Just keep reaching out. Like, that. people are really busy. Yeah. So, like, whatever that takes. I always tell people, the fact that you you sent me three emails and I, and you're, uh, and I got a text. That's you know you're sitting here. I apologize. I didn't get back right away, but that was perfect. Yeah, that was a great That's job. That's a good habit. Yeah. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Bo, have you ever looked across and just maybe it's maybe it's a waste of time to be like this probably isn't the way to present yourself. Just a little tip and said to someone 100%. that. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say to him? Like you, you got to look better. You got to present better than this. Look, you have a good recommendation. You have a nice resume. 
Come back tomorrow. Let's try this again. Yeah. All right. And look, we're you not even asking you to wear a suit and tie, right. kids out there listening. Present. Well, but tuck your shirt in. Right. Don't wear a t-shirt. You know, be presentable. Act like you want a job, and you can act like a professional. Yeah. You know? I'd love to yeah. hear from folks that have dealt with more of that, or even somebody that you've been in an interview where you're doing well, but the other guy across the desk was like, what is this guy asking me? Uh, 404-726-0929. 404 404- Seven two six oh nine two nine. The 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 biggest pet peeve um, is when it's like, hey, so tell me why you're interested in in broadcasting or or content or. Pro- well, you know, I know my mom knows you, and and uh, I'm, I'm graduating, <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like you're here because your parents wanted you to go take interviews. Yeah. Like, why are you wasting my time? You're not into this. And clearly, the parents like pushed him to say, "Hey, I know this guy, and he runs his business, and he'll talk to you, and I will talk to you if the parents ask me to do it." And then you realize that person doesn't know what they want to do, 100%, right? Yep. And or, or it's this one, yeah. Um, call so and so; he's my buddy from here. And then this per, okay. I was like, "Are you gonna take any notes? Are you gonna?" And then they grab their phone. I like to see a dossier or something in their hands, like a notebook and a pen, as opposed to a cell phone. And they're, you know, but sure. but but show that, like, we're, we're there's some pretty good stuff going here that we're trying to help you with. Like, take a couple of notes, maybe. So if someone gets out their phone and, and is gonna do it on a note in there, it, it annoys you. Because now no, you gotta look down. You're typing. It doesn't annoy me. I'd rather see them walking with a notebook, sure. hand a resume, mm-hmm. open that up, have a pen, and start taking. I notes. just wonder if that's old school. Like Ma- that- yeah, probably. Probably. I, I don't know that. I yeah, Ma- Mike, saying no. Let's, Go ahead. let's do Mike. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, Mike? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a recruiter, and I do uh, interview prep with people all the time, and it, it drives me crazy um, to think that they don't teach any of this in college. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, they don't they send these young people out into the world and uh you know they they have no skills in this area so what's the biggest um, what's the biggest 20 second pep talk for anybody you're talking to a 23 year old going for their first job I, I love your comment about not having parents make phone calls for you and yeah, stuff yeah. I, I always push back on that and say okay I, i'm i'm happy to help your new college grad Here's my email address. Here's my phone number. They have to call me. I'm not going to chase them. Right. And usually I don't hear from them. Yeah, of course, because their parents are the ones driving. Thanks for the call. Drew and Marietta. Drew, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, Drew? Good, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Just like the last uh, last caller, I do something similar. I'm actually a sales executive for an engineering recruiting firm. And um, so we're actually doing preliminary interviews and trying to sell our candidates. And, you know, we're selling – Basically, um, you know, people who are qualified, but these are senior level engineers and hiring managers themselves. They will be right. And some of these younger folks, um, you know, I'm only 28 myself. But, you know, if you're going to I'm old school, I I was raised in a military family. If you're going to be interviewing with somebody, you need to be the person that you would want to hire. You know, If, if you wouldn't hire yourself, you know. So what does that look? What does that look like? Just buttoned up, top to bottom, organized, sitting up forward in your chair, the whole deal, leaning forward. Absolutely, I'm old school. Like I said, so you're you're wearing a suit and tie for these jobs, at least. You know, you've got questions. You've got a copy of your resume for each of the hiring managers. You know, you're you're engaged in the conversation. You're listening. You're taking notes as needed. Yeah, notes. Um, active active listening is the biggest thing for me. You know, Bo mentioned that within five minutes you would know somebody. I've got a background in multiple different hiring platforms, you know, and backgrounds. I've also done, you know, uh, not restaurant, but like retail hiring. And obviously those are lower paying jobs, that, but I've hired for that. And with those, absolutely, you know, within five minutes, yeah, you five, know, and you get a lot of that, you right. know, somebody shows up in a hoodie for a job interview kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, that ain't, that ain't going to work. We'll talk more about it later on, but. Uh, it's a big. It's a big part of understanding who's going to be in your locker room. Not a hundred percent. So, but after the forty times, when I when I tell you when you see a stock rise or fall after this combine, I guarantee you it was part of the interview process. Matt Ryan soared. hundred percent. He soared with his interviews, yep. which is yep. why. By the way, you think it's a coincidence that he's so good on CBS? Great communicator. Yep. Very articulate. So CJ Stroud, you'll hear he didn't do well on that Wonderlick. You know what he did do well at? That interview. He nailed it. Yep. 
Good point. Hey, when we come back, uh, Darren Ravel, sports media. How are you going to watch the Braves all season? Where? What's the future of MLB? What about all these streaming services? And why is he always getting in fights? We'll talk to him when we come back and take more calls. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Where at now? Because you just left, what, the Action Network to do what? I, I left the Action Network about a, about a month ago, and I am – I haven't announced it yet, but in the next month I will be building a media company surrounding memorabilia collectibles. I think Ooh. that's the next big uh, niche uh, media area to yeah, go Yeah, you're, 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 you're well out in front of it, and we'll talk about some of that as well. Darren Ravel, business reporter, joining us. Did it before anybody. Probably does it better. Um, Sandra tries to coach. We've been together many years. And she says, Steak, stop fighting with people on social media. I say it's kind of fun sometimes. Other times it distracts from more important things. So as a man that has engaged in numerous social media controversies, what is your mindset about being out there and fighting with folks and getting people angry? Ideally, you want 50% of people to hate you and 50% of people to love you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. What do you think? And, if, and, it, and you don't What I mean, I'm probably there. I might even have more hate than love, okay. but I can tell you that I can tell you that the people that hate me hate follow me. And, you know, if I was just a business reporter, I wouldn't have two million followers. I think people people don't like well, like what I stick to my brand. Right. Like. So, so if you expect me to fight, I'm going to fight, right. uh, you know, and, and so, so what's know, the, what's the two or three for folks that, you know, are not, don't understand the history. Forget about the history. What's the two or three most angry or most reaction you've had in the last five years over something you tweeted or said on one of your broadcasts or something? Along I those? mean, some, some of it sometimes is like so crazy, like, uh, you know, uh, one of the craziest things was, you know, just, uh, I think like the Martin Luther King thing. So I, I, I own a lot of collectibles, right? And I absolutely loved collecting black history. I'm not allowed to, apparently. I'm a white man. I can't collect black history. And they want you to, you have like, you have MLK's speech he wrote in the Birmingham jail, among other things, right? Right, right. Right. I, yes, I have. I have major pieces of Black history, and as a as a white man, I am not allowed to own Black history nor respect it. Why know? do you and, why Why do you own it, and what are you doing with it? So why do I own it? Uh, I I think that you know, like Martin. Listen, Atlanta is a big part about this. this. You know, you know, Martin Luther King is probably the most amazing in terms of like uh guys who are impressive the way they talk the way i mean he's he's on my top list why do i own it because i i i think the guy's one of the most impressive guys in in history why i'm not allowed to own it no i'm just curious like so you're not owning it to resell it you said you'd loan I'm all, it. I'm all, I, I am. Listen, I am owning it because there. Is, I I own everything because there's great value. Right. Right. There's great value. I think he's undervalued. I I think he's undervalued because he's a black man. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm not allowed to say that though. I right. can't. Say well, you just said I'm it, a, and it's okay. There's not a lot of black people in Atlanta, so that's not going to be a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, I'm, so, say, I'm saying. I'm saying. But that that it's just. An no, I get it. Like, yeah, they want why you. Why am I not allowed? Well, isn't it if if I say there's almost no one I respect more? Why am I not allowed to say that as a white man? It doesn't make any sense. Well, the controversy so I, is they want you to donate it to the Smithsonian. They don't correct, want you to own correct. it. That's the controversy. Correct, correct, correct. Now let me tell you something about the Smithsonian. All right, the Smithsonian, and I've spoken to them, will not allow me to lend it to them. They will only allow me to donate it, which is the same situation that, uh, that the guy who owns the I Have a Dream speech. So millions of children and people who want to see these types of things will not be able to see them unless you completely donate it to them. 
That's just their policy. Is that fair? And that's their is policy that, with everybody? That's with pretty every much, Okay. Pretty, yep. pretty much. You must do, you must donate it. So I bought it. What I would love to have it and to lend it and have people see it. Are you kidding me? But because they're so is that the right take? So uh, is that the right take? <laughs> Darren, Darren Ravel is with us. Let's move fast. We got another three or four minute speed round. So uh, the e, Michael Rubin, who's taken over the world, uh, head of Fanatics, and the uniform snafu. How big a deal for Nike and Fanatics and MLB? People loathe those uniforms. I know people hate change in general. Where's that thing headed? Listen, it looks bad. It looks like it's a jersey you buy in China. Right. And I don't know, you know, I, I don't know why there are so many people who are in this space who couldn't have said that? Like, guys, guys, I don't care about the technology. This doesn't look good. This doesn't look so good. So are they and are they in panic mode of reframing that by opening day so you can't see everybody's junk as they get out on the field? Stake, the problem is they don't have enough material. There's a pants crisis now. What? I've been told Serious. That <laughs> I've been... I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been told that. There's a that pants crisis. I've, there is a pants crisis. Isn't that, that, you should, you should, you should, you should cut that up. Oh, there's Darren Ravel, breaking news. There's a pants crisis. Darren Ravel with a uh, sports media reporter. Let's get to a few other things. The streaming, uh, uh, the ability to watch your team in what capacity? I know it's a massive question, but. We know the regional sports network's incredible peril. How about the local folks watching your team and now the deal that's coming down with multiple major brand, major networks all getting together to try to make you cut the cord more so? Where is all that stuff headed for the local and the national fan? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to see. Obviously, this is a very big deal. I, you know... I know in Georgia you're not you're not there yet on on gambling, but but for me, you know, as gambling gets bigger and bigger, you know, streaming becomes the interesting part there because if live gambling is going to take over, you're not going to see something within 45 seconds of it happening, and I think that's a that's a big thing. And so, uh, unless we can cut that down, I'm not sure you know, whether that'll play. But, yes, I mean, the reality is that that streaming is, is taking over. The reality is that the guys that have the most cash are not Disney and ESPN. It is the Netflix, Apple, Hulu guys. Right, Na- and, Amazon. And, and, and hence, Amazon. Hence, and Amazon. Hence the NFL with eight different broadcast partners, three of them streamers. Right. Right, and, 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 and that's the thing. I mean, Amazon, you know, can find uh, the money for Thursday night football in their couch cushions. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that becomes an issue. So if I'm a fan in uh, Atlanta or Chicago or, you know, Colorado, how am I watching 162 baseball games? Not on the regional sports networks three years from now? The regional sports network model ha- is not a good one. And uh, I think that's also a part of it that, you know, the whole, well, grandma's not watching, but she's paying for it in the bundle. I think the ethics of that are kind of weird. And I, I don't think I don't think it had ever, uh, you know, been a good business. How big is the NBA? So, how big is the NBA deal coming up? What networks are they going to land at? I think they land at the same networks, but I, I mean, the, it's. It's humongous. I mean, it's a big, 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 big deal. Most uh, most it, impressive sports uh, business folks you've ever been around, including David Stern, Adam Silver, if they're in even in the mix or film. I mean, just I, give the Titans. My number one, my number one is Ted Leonsis. I I love the guy. I think over time, explain he's who right. he is, everybody. He's a, he's 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 uh, he made his money in uh, AOL uh, in two thousand one when they sold. Uh, he is uh, he's the the Wizards and Capitals owner, and he is he is extremely smart, and he has been ahead of the curve at every step. And uh, in 1983, his plane was going down, and he uh, he said, "If I survive this, I'm going to write a list of a hundred things I'm going to do before I die." And he's at 97 right now. That's so wow. correct. Darren Ravel finishing with him. 30 seconds left. The three coolest things you own in memorabilia 
MLK, we've already hit that one. What else? Uh, I own uh, a ticket to the night Maryland's saying happy birthday to JFK. Uh, I own Ferris Bueller's vest. Uh, and I own a dollar uh, that was found on the ground uh, that was given to D.B. Cooper, the only American unsolved hijacking. Wow. There you go. Jeez. This guy's... And again, Darren, I do have a good question from a listener here, and he makes a good point. Is it possible to loan that MLK speech to the African American Museum, or do they have the same policy as the Smithsonian? I, 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 that's that that that's also a great question. So the last time I talked to them, it was during COVID. Um, so I, I listen. I'm I'm extremely interested in. It, hey, if, if this anything comes out of this and any museum wants to call me, I'm all for loaning. Yeah, all right. that's great. Maybe that's great, Darren. Just give us a shout-out because, you know, even civil rights, we're still looking for a I'll plug. Put, uh, I'll do better, Steak. I'll put you on the label. Loan by Darren Ravel and Steak Shapiro. <laughs> oh, I love that? that. Good. All right, Darren. And work on the pants yeah, crisis. No, I'm pants super crisis. concerned. A pants crisis. I can't pants wait crisis. to the presidential yeah. election. I think we're going to need to ask about immigra- the pants crisis. I thought immigration was big. I <laughs> no, thought the war. Is pant- it's the pants. Pant crisis. <laughs> Darren Ravel, I hope you come on more often. Thanks, hope you had Darren. fun. You got it. Thanks, guys. There he is. He's an interesting dude, Darren Ravel, man. He's very, very bright. He's I'm a, fascinated by him, and he gets it. He's in on what he's doing. He, he like just he's said. in on it. Yeah. Otherwise, a business guy would never be where yeah. he is. Anyway, um, that was fun. Let's uh, come back and. I'm googling got, pants crisis. I'll be back no, to you know. guys and let you know how we're, it's up. We're I'm belly up to the bar. You won't believe the team in the NFL that is least respected by their players. You will never guess who it is. But well, we have it for you. And this is like 1,500 players that surveyed. Sports Radio Nights United Game. Ten twenty-four. Ten o'clock hours brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. Steak and Sandra. If you didn't hear earlier in the show, 9 o'clock. Big uh, story thread which is playing out on social, is my dog, Rocco. Beautiful doggy. Great doggy. Brought a possum, what he thought was a dead possum, or, or a possum to deliver to the living room of the Shapiro home last night. Complete mayhem ensued. I had a, 17, a 16-year-old daughter that literally was traumatized. My son, like, just looked at it and immediately headed upstairs. My wife was like, please, voice quivering, handle this and um listen i don't know if you know this i didn't grow up in the country what yeah no i'm not this is a lot of folks how many possums are in baston people thinks i brew up uh in in dahlonega or Mm -hmm, athens mm -hmm. clark county but uh anyway we got the possum out and indeed the term playing possum that 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 possum wasn't moving right smack in the middle of my living room there was blood it was like this thing is morta it's over and sure enough, I got a, a big old plastic container, large one, Very where I store books. I slid them out the door, and that little sucker, Peter Possum, was <laughs> off and running 10 minutes later. Like, he was just playing that role. So I asked a lot of folks about your, your pets. I, you ever seen the videos, guys, of, like, deers mistakenly walking into a house and then trying to get out? Yeah, and get and, trapped, yeah. Oh, dude, that's so the scariest. Yeah. And they're they're destroying everything on their way out the door. They're trying to get out, mm-hmm. right? Every time we go to my buddy's house at Lake uh, Burton, invariably, if you don't close those trash cans like tight, like next morning, like, oh yeah, there were like no question, multiple bears had been there, right? Hundred percent. And you see the videos. Uh huh. You ever been in front of one of those bears? I was up at. Uh, I was walking around Highlands, North Carolina, back of a restaurant. A couple of bears just chilling out, going through the uh, food yep. in the back. I was like, "They don't? Do they? Are they dangerous? Are they going to ever attack you?" In I that would scenario? not approach a bear steak if I were you. Yeah, um, yeah it's not going to. I didn't think well it was like you. Winnie the Pooh, but I, I don't. I mean, like, do I need to? And ro- a mama bear with their little cubs, you better get. Oh, yeah, no, that's oh, that that's, would scare me half to death. Yeah, yeah that's. But is, I, I'm your bravery. Yeah, no, thank Does you. Does not go unnoticed. Listen, uh, all heroes don't wear capes. That's true, man. All, you were all all Jews don't always just call the uh, authority. Sometimes you have to take it in your own hands. We gotta call the aquarium or something, dude. Yeah, no, we. It's like we oh, didn't have time. We God. need to get that. My family's like handle this. Anyways, as we'll get to belly up in a second. A couple of other quick things. 
just stream of consciousness. Tomorrow we're going to talk a lot about Vegas because you're headed there with 19 ladies, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm anxious to hear the 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 game plan a little bit um, for what it would have been 25 years ago and what it is this weekend, right? Um, and who'll stay out? The you latest. were with me on my bachelorette. Oh yeah, do you guys know the story of Sandra's bachelorette party? Mm-hmm. What year was that? Oh God, uh, you must know when you were married first time or second time or whatever. 2002. Okay, so it's 20. Two years ago, we are at the Hard Rocks. Remember the uh, reality show about the Hard Rock pool that was out there for years? You guys ever see it? Phenomenal show. It the Hard Rock Hotel used to be before, the bomb out there. Yeah. Before there were day parties and mm-hmm. pool, you know, uh, scenes with DJs. Hard Rock was the first one in. It's called Rehab, right? That's right. It's called That's Rehab. Right. So I was there for a Bruce Springsteen show with like my friend Porter Payne, Billy Payne's son, mm-hmm. and his then wife, and myself and Kimberly, and we're and you're we just happened to see like oh it's Sandra's bachelorette yep, weekend. That's right. We weren't playing by the pool that day. That was hardcore. That was and and Robert Downey Jr. was there that day. Leonardo DiCaprio was there that day. Right. Mark Wahlberg. Mark, like think about that lineup. And they Marky had the- Mark and his funky, funky bunch. I'm not even kidding what was happening with Marky Mark's body. I have never in yeah. my life. Hasn't changed that much. That's what happens when you get up at 3 a.m. You know, do you know his routine? Yeah, he's a bit much. Uh, no, yeah. he's out of his. Yeah. He, he's on the golf course at 4 a.m. You know, he plays uh, 18 holes in 90 minutes. He runs to his ball. Then he'll get an hour and a half workout in his house. Then he'll pray. And then he wakes his kids up at 6.30, and he's already done 18 holes, a full workout, and a prayer session, right? Which is very similar to me when I turn over at 5.45, I take a leak, and I go back to bed for another 40 minutes. I pray very against, similar. I pray I can go back to sleep. <laughs> right. Or like we used to yeah. do mornings, and I, and, and I would turn over after we'd been out oh. late. I'd be like, I pray that I don't have this show this morning, right? But my prayers were never answered. That's too funny. Anyway, but that, that was your that bachelor That was a good party. memory. That's that, right. We that, had a blast. Dude, think about that pool. We were all that, in the pool together. And yeah, I remember yeah. you left the pool to go to Springsteen because yeah. y'all were going right it, from there. It was there. a big deal. All right, yeah. let's anyway, do uh, yeah, belly cares. up. Yeah. No, I think they do care. <laughs> That's everyone talking about. Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. NFL player team reports came out. So we'll... What happens is NFL Players Association, 1,700 players, current players, they have them grade out everything from literally food. Yeah, so, so it's, yeah. it's the weight room. It's the nutrition. It's the, the tra- actual training food, facility. How their sister is treated when she comes to the stadium. Fam- family. Yep. Um, ha- uh, uh, hotels on the yep. road. Yep. Travel. Family at games. Nutritionist, locker room, weight room, coach added. Yep. Coach, all that. So they grade out everything. Falcons graded out so poorly last year. Arthur Blank was so irritated that he he literally blew up Flowery Branch, and they are putting in a state of the art weight room, uh, cafeteria. Like he is, he's like that's never going to happen locker under my room. watch. The locker, locker room. room, yes, thank you. Locker room on top of mm-hmm. it. Um, so the Falcons graded out as an F in the locker room an F fail. Yeah. yeah that was one of the six F minuses. So that's done though. They, they're going to fix all that. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Now the two teams that have been one and two last two years are the Minnesota Vikings and the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are one this year. They were two last year. Vikings were two, uh, one last year. They're two this year. Outstanding across the board, right? The worst team in the NFL According to players and how they feel about how ownership treats them is the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm shocked. And Clark Hunt. Sure, shocked. They were really bad last year. They said they're going to fix the locker room. Did not happen. Here's what exasperated it, guys. When they went to the Super Bowl and they saw Las Vegas, is that, uh, what's the name of the stadium? Eric has Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Um, when they saw where the Raiders, the Raiders. When they saw the Raiders set up and they thought about what's back in Kansas City, that that made it even worse. Raiders do a phenomenal job. Andy Reid, A-plus, a number one rated coach by the other players. Um, one is Miami, two Minnesota, three the Packers, four the Eagles, five 
the Jaguars. 1,700 players participated. That's a real deal. The shocking headlines to me were how many teams charge, charge the players for food. Like, charge them for meals. They come in. They're not. It's not just... Everything at Flowery well, Branches, you can come get yeah, whatever they, you want. I think they take it out of their checks or something. I don't know. The, it's uh, absurd. The Bucks, $1,750. If you don't want a room with someone on the road as a younger player, that's fine. We'll give you your own room. Think about it. It's only nine games, eight games on the road. You can't pay. So you got to pay $1,700 to not have a roommate for younger players. That's insane to me. That's the, so the quillion dollar business in, yeah, the, in Glazers the NFL. The Glazers are struggling. I'm surprised the Glazers. Yeah, it's hard for them. I'm shocked that the Chiefs, the other stuff that jumped out was uh, D-minus on how they treat the families and everything. Yeah, That's just brutal. Brutal, pa- brutal, brutal. Patriots not surprising. Really bad scores as well. I think this Curb Your Enthusiasm may just be a niche thing because everybody doesn't love it, but you and I both love Curb Your Enthusiasm as we learned that Richard Lewis passed away Yeah, I mean, yesterday. Larry David, who is the most successful TV writer, uh, producer all time with Jerry Seinfeld. If you don't love Curb, I mean, I don't know. You don't have any Jewish friends or, <laughs> or neurotic friends or anxious friends, right? 75 years old. I didn't realize his, he had Parkinson's. His you told best me. friend, Richard Lewis. Yeah. yeah. He kind of built neurotic comedy, right? A hundred percent. This was just last week's episode, y'all, with Larry and, and Richard on the golf cart. It's the happiest I've ever been in my life. I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. How is something good happening to me? No one on the planet would believe that you're How happy. How is this possible? But I have better news for you. I'm leaving you in my will. I'm tweaking it, and you're in it. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. It's done. You're in. I don't want to be in it. I have money. I don't need it. Give it to someone who needs it. When I die, I want you to know how much I care about you. I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give it to charity. You're my best friend. You're getting it. Uh, Richard Lewis died. Uh, yeah. Right after that episode aired, not long, well, not long after. Then he was Larry Davis' best friend. One right, right. So. Just want to remind everybody the Atlanta Braves spring training games, they will start streaming, y'all, on AtlantaBraves.com today? today. So there's a split squad game going on, a couple of them. I'm not sure which one, probably the one at home. But that is such a big deal. So we can all watch some Braves baseball yeah. immediately. And also, their uh, reality slash hard knocks type show dropped last night on YouTube. It is 12 minutes. You will love it. This is just a little part of Brian Snicker doing his kind of State of the Union from a week ago. But you know what? We didn't attain the ultimate goal. And I've been hearing about it too, God. I've been hearing about it. I've been reading about it every time I went to Costco. I mean, I'd walk the halls and everybody, you know, it's like, man, you guys had a great season, but... It is so good, y'all. Yeah, super and, entertaining. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have so. Snit on coming up soon for sure. Right. Um, and a lot more stuff from spring training. Have you downloaded the Andre 3000 flute um, album yet? Have you? No, but he's, he's playing Atlanta at the Variety Playoff. Dude, he just played the other night, Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read a review the AJC did. He didn't even play his new flute album. He just went off the cuff and just started playing a flute bunch of lights off the cuff audience interaction at one point they he wanted everybody chanting we love big boy and he wanted him set dude it's the weirdest shh. like that dude anybody that thought outcast was going to break out in the middle of that i promise you there was no chance so he's got five more shows in atlanta very bizarre when we come back we'll play three strikes justin Fields is going to be our quarterback that's what i'm telling you we'll tell you about it when we come back sports radio 929 An actual Andy and Randy listener. There's actually a few out there. From the squats to the springs, sitting up north to Sandy. I think I'm doper than any human can be. Now more of the Steakhouse. Make some damn noise. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. I am an Andy and Randy listener, for what that's worth. I didn't know they were going to. That's quite an intro. I mean, you know, Emmy Award winning um, journalist. Journalist! Food blogger or food influencer, but okay. And Andy and Randy listener, that's a nice title also, right? Tack that right on, yeah. I'll take it. Uh, Here's our big game of the night. Obviously, it's the Hawks tonight in Brooklyn. I will say this. There is going to be a let's be real moment, probably, and maybe it's losing to Brooklyn or maybe it's not. But, 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 Day Day, we just beat Orlando without Paolo Banchero. The only game Banchero has been out the entire year. Yeah. And we beat a bad Utah team. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, this is life after Trey. So 
<laughs> Why did you just flip 180 from the other day when you're like, wow, because their movement. And I, Ollie fell in love and the Twitter agreed the with you. What all, happened? All I'm saying is I need to be realistic. Sometimes, you know, I, you, you I get, get excited. I do the same thing. So, but yeah, you know both. what? To be fair, if you remember when Trey was out, uh, what was that, about a month or so ago? And DeJounte, they won those back-to-back games. So technically your sample size is a little bit but bigger. N- but this is the real one. Like This the next is the month. real one. This yeah, is the next month. Is. And you got to add double O being out in this one as well. Yeah, but he's going to be out for a while, isn't he? Like, so, yeah, they're going to get blown out one night. I'm not – I'm just saying – yeah, listen, if they if if Dondre Hunter keeps playing like this and Jalen Johnson and and DeJounte keeps playing like this, and uh, who else played well the other night? Oh uh, I mean Kobe uh, Bufkin, the uh, rookie, I, he played well I in mean, the in the recent game. Uh, he was fine. It was great to see him. I mean, what did he do? Like six points? No, no. Three points. What did he do? Didn't he end up Ten? I thought that was the game he ended up with. Didn't he end up with seventeen? No, dude. Kobe Bufkin? No, you're right. I'm you sure. guys figure it out while I tell you. No, it was geez, John Foy bringing us the game of the night tonight. Thanks, John Foy. Like, the guys that Trey not playing have an impact are the guys that get to touch the ball more. So, Dondre gets more looks. Jalen gets more looks. DeJounte gets more looks. Bogey starts. Those are the guys. Um, and Sadiq Bay more involved. So, he may be the – but, I mean, they're, they're limited, dude. They're playing, you know, they're playing Bruno – yeah, he's been looking pretty now. good, though, I, I will admit. But one thing that someone brought up, a listener, shout out to Eric Neighbors. He listens to, he loves you guys. Um, he said that uh, one thing to note is that part of the issue probably for the Hawks is when it comes to that movement that we were always talking about is that when Trey takes those long shots, it forces long rebounds. So, and then that kind of tends to lead to the defense kind of, exactly. Way. Okay, that's it. That's interesting. I mean, defensively, we were active. But, again, you get two home games against two mediocre teams. Get on the road and see if we can do that. We had three games in New York, which is really weird. That's a fun week, right? Yeah, yeah. Six nights up there. Are you so- going to the Brooklyn game as well? Or no, just I'm, the going, I'm just going up Tuesday Have you night. ever seen hoops in, the, in Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden? Uh, yes. Okay. I, I went to the Big East Tourney there a bunch. So we you used did. to love that. Yeah, I gambled on it when I was like in my twenties. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I know that you find that hard to <laughs> Listen, believe. Listen, that Big East tournament you used to—that was so the bomb fun. up there. Yeah, so fun. In the, in, back in the. Day. All right, we're gonna take a bunch of calls for three strikes. That's you, right. You're gonna show us some respect, by the way. And I'm not trying to give you a hard time, JD. I think what did he have, Garrison? What did he have week one? Uh, first, what did he have the two in the first game, seven in the second? But at least it was DeAndre that had the twenty points. Dude, game. I don't listen. I said, no, I'm not trying to come down on you. No, I know. I mean, but, you know. I was wrong. I, I was knew at, there was a I seven. I was at the game. He's, like, telling me 17. I'm like, I wasn't even, you know, I didn't even have a drink. I didn't. I just had drinking soda. I would have mm-hmm. remembered that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Okay, they're the 10 seed. So they just got <laughs> way a lot of play during this big segment. So, so yeah. zip it. When they move maybe to eight or seven, let's talk about it. Seven two six oh nine two nine. Here we go. An animal you've been in front of that freaks you the F out. An animal you've been in front of that just like, oh, my God. I mean, snakes are way high up, right? Raccoons. I'm not down with the raccoon. The possum thing. Yeah, I don't like any of it. But what would you guys say? Snakes? Alligator. I've been in front of an alligator. A 16-foot alligator came up behind our house in Panama City. Oh, that's not fun. I have nightmares ever Your since. best boss. What was your job mm-hmm. and what was his job or her job? Mm-hmm. What was your best boss? Mm-hmm. We don't have to suck up to Mike Conti, but he's a pretty good boss. He's a great oh, boss. Right? Just lets us do our thing in here. He appreciates the talent, right? Appreciates the He makes everyone feel worthy. 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 Know your and worth. And I've been on the other side of it another place where. You were a great boss. Andrew and you were a great That's very great nice boss. of you. You know what a bad boss is? When you're already at a station with awful ratings and oh, your dear. PD, your program Uh-oh. director would tell you Uh-oh. your ratings right before you get on the air. That yeah, oh that feels good. Hey, uh, I know uh, you guys are excited for your third night on Broadway. Just so you know, we've lost our financing. You guys will be canceled. This will be your second to last show. Mm-hmm. All right, get out there and kill them, guys. Don't read the Times the yeah. review. Do yeah. not. <laughs> hey guys, have a good show. I know it's the revival of Cabaret. Stay away from the newspapers. All right, guys, get out there. Have a great show. <laughs> and then finally, oh. uh, your favorite place to travel twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Like, Vegas would definitely been top, top, top. It would not be anymore. Like, I love Vegas. It's fun. It's not at the top of my list. It's not. So I, I'm, I'm actually shocked to hear that. 
I don't. The restaurants, the shopping, no, I li- the shows. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. It's not okay. It's too much. Too much. Um, 404-726-0929. How different, Bo, like 20 years ago, your favorite place to travel as opposed to now? Is there a difference? Off the top of my head, I'm, I'm thinking San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that was 20 years one ago. less kid, so I think that I would probably still go to San Diego, but okay. it'd just be a little bit more difficult. All right. Well, so you actually didn't answer the question. It's the same. I mean, I need something dramatic. Day-Day, you got one 20 years uh, ago? 20 years ago, Miami. Now? Oh, yeah. yeah, 20 years. Now? If you uh, say Miami also, you just ruined it. No, no, no. Now uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now right. it's probably more, um, you know, the Mexico, like, you know, Caribbean, anything Caribbean. All right. Yeah, I mean, back 20 years ago, I'm going to clubs and we're partying and we're going. Now I want like a great, I want to play tennis all day. I want a good gym. I want great meals. You know, it's just a different deal. I want a beach. Mm, There's no no beach in Vegas. That's right. There's a lot of trouble in Vegas, but there's no beach. An animal you've seen in front of you that freaks you the F out, your best boss, and your favorite place to travel 20 years ago. Let's take some calls. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I was told yesterday at the gas station at Lake Oconee, Dan says we never give the phone number out for three strikes. gave it like 404-726-0929. So I said, Dan, I'm going to do it just for you. Because you can actually listen to the station all the way at Lake O'Connor. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Norm, you're on uh, the station. <laughs> Bless you. Hello. Sorry, buddy. Hey, Norm, <laughs> give me the uh, animal you've been in front of that freaks you the F out. Uh, scorpion in my shoe at Boy Scouts. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Your best boss. What was the job and who was the boss? Uh, uh, IT sales, Brian Morgan, well known in Atlanta, actually, actually passed away. And your fi- your favorite place to travel 20 years ago? Um, 20 years ago would have been back to San Francisco, get some uh, sourdough and fishermen's war. All right, buddy. Uh, let's get Lance and coming. Hey, Lance, what's an animal you've been in front of that freaks you the F out? A Komodo dragon. You're in front of one, huh? Yeah, uh, I mean through a glass. But okay. Still, I mean, your best, the your best boss. What was your gig and what was their gig? I've actually worked for a uh, landscape supply company. It was just like the, the he made it the coolest environment. You ever felt like there was any pressure on you? That's it was awesome. Just a great place to work and fun. Your favorite place to travel twenty years ago? I was a single man back then, Bermuda. Thanks, buddy. Breakfast, Barry. How you doing, buddy? Good, to, good talking to you. Uh, Matt Harpring's daughter went off again the other night, scored 27. All right. An animal that you've been in front of that freaks you the F out. Other than my wife, when there's a full moon, I will say wow. snakes. Snakes freak me your out. Your best boss. Like your best boss. The godfather of the restaurant business, Tano Caritasis. Love yeah. the man. Still to today. Your favorite place to travel 20 years ago? Well, uh, St. Bart's when I had the body to do it, but I don't anymore. So Yeah. You also were drinking back then. You were Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Barry, you know, Barry's been sober for a while. He likes to let us know. Congratulations, yeah. Barry. So now he likes to go to church. He goes to, uh, he goes to, I do respect those people that take their 10 days and go volunteer in like uh what's a big one i know uh down the caribbean for sure right go to paraguay or uh, whatever dominican republic dominican, does a ton of, those ton of that stuff yeah corporate getaways you could go you could take all of us on the steakhouse we can go to yeah. dominican and build houses yeah or we could go to new orleans stay at harris we could do either one same thing <laughs> yes i vote we'll for new say orleans. hi to andy and randy <laughs> when we come back